Morning, everybody. Hope everybody had a good night's rest and ready to go about this week. I think it. I've kind of had a um, well. I was dutifully studying my Bible verse with my phone sitting beside me, and it buzzed, and I was kind of scared me because I was concentrated pretty heavily, and and I looked at it. Pete asked me to do devotions. Well, in the Bible study, in the Bible memory for me for that day. Um, I was at the point in, uh, in our Bible memory where it talked about being a prepared and holy vessel. I mean, no, prepared unto every good work. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the Master's use, and prepared unto every good work. And from there, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, what can I talk about about being prepared? From there, it kind of morphed kind of into, you know, I didn't even know, hardly know last night what I was going to talk about. So I'm, I feel like I got about three hours worth of thoughts in my mind and anticipation for this week. And so I'll see what I can do to try to condense it down a little bit. Let's turn to First John, First John one. thinking a lot lately and it probably stems from a sermon that I heard about a week ago that our love for God goes only as far as our love for our brethren. Basically, the way we portray our attitude, our lifestyle, the way we love our brethren, the way we treat them is the way we think God treats us. And I think that's very true and I think I'd like to go read kind of jump around in First John here a little bit. But I'll start from the beginning. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifest and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that we also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship was with the Father, Jesus Christ, His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. I don't know. I'll just stop there and make a few... Well, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not, and if and if any man sin, or but if any man sin, which we all do, we're we all claim to be born again Christians, and um, I believe we are, but we still fail. Somewhere in us, there's still some darkness. I I don't know how to fe- I don't know how to all articulate that, but we if we when we fail. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is the propitiation for our sins. 
and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, if I just take those first two verses of chapter 2, you might say, okay, well, I can just go and I can sin, and we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And so, it'll be okay. I mean, I... It'll be okay if I just if I goof up once or twice. But brothers and sisters, if we have sin in our lives, it means we have darkness in our lives. And if we have darkness in our lives, we don't have God in our lives. And over to on two um, chapter chapter two verse eight. Again, a new commandment write I unto you, which thing is true in Him and in you. Because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness. So that tells me that, yeah, that's pretty cut and clear that if we are in darkness, we're not right with God. We And if we hate our brother, if we the way we think about our brother determines where we're at in the light of God. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. I think that's so neat. But I see, I can't go and pinpoint, say, between my relationship with God, between me and God, I can't say, it's hard for me to say, okay, this is where I'm goofing, but I can go and I can, I feel like with this, with this chapter right here, I can go and look at my brother and, how am I treating them? What's my attitude towards them? And then, is that the way God's attitude is towards us? I believe that's very true. The way we look at our brethren is the way we think God looks at us. And likewise, the way God looks at, the way we look at God. And so the deeper relationship, the more love, more acceptance, unconditional love we can have for our brethren is shows a deeper relationship with God. What's love? Um, Somewhere, and I'm not sure if I have it down anywhere, but lay your life... um, Romans 5. For scarcely for a righteous man will one verse seven. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, a good for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's love. It's not just for a righteous man that God died. No, God died for sinners. And that's love. Or am I willing to die for the person that has hurt me the most? I think I have a lot to grow in that, but that's that's what I want to strive for. I want to strive this week. My heart's desire this week is to know God more and know His love, come to a deeper understanding with His love, and hence I can have a deeper relationship in a more complete relationship with my brethren and sisters that I relate to every day. My outlook on life will be entirely better all the way around. I desire for that.
What makes me do the things I do? I do the things that I do based on the knowledge of, of the love that God has for us. Now, because I treat, just because I treat my brethren and sisters wrong, just because I have a wrong knowledge of God's love, and just because I view that God loves us in, such, in, such, in that way does not mean that it's correct. God loves us unconditionally. Even if I'm not willing to die for my brethren and sisters, that means what I've been saying. If what I've been saying is true, that means if I'm not willing to die for someone that has hurt me, that means that that's the way I view God. But that's not true. God loves us unconditionally. What is it that brought us to God's love? What, what is it that even made us realize that we were sinners? That we, that we were failing? Could it be the, the growing knowledge that God has given to us of His love and how imperfect we are? As we recognize sins and faults in our lives, could it be that that's because God, that, we, that we are just growing in our love towards God? And as we take care of them, we can in turn, we can love God more and we can love our brothers and sisters more. I don't have just a whole lot more to say. Um, I really have like a, a burden on my heart that this week I can get to know God more. I want to know more of God's blessed ways. One song said, maybe we should just sing it, but teach me yet more of Thy blessed ways, Thou holy Lamb of God, and fix and root me in the ways so dearly bought with blood. Engrave this deeply on my heart with an eternal pen that I may in some small degree return Thy love again. How are we going to return the love of God? The only way we can do it is return it through our brothers and sisters. And sacrificing ourselves, our lives, for those that we want to love, those that, we, that are around us. We can't really do anything for God. God is, has everything. The only thing we can do is sacrifice our love. And this is doing something for God, but give our whole lives and be in submission to our brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. What matters is that God loves them. God loved. You think about the parable of the 99. Or maybe a better parable would be of the... Um, well, let's just use the 99. God loved that one sheep that went astray. Did he love it? Did he love that sheep more than the 99? No, not really. But in the, in the same same chapter right after that tells about the um how the woman lost some money and she finds it and she goes and re, and 
asked for her neighbors to rejoice with her. If we can recognize the love that God has towards us and then recognize too that God has that same love for our brethren and sisters, when our brethren and sisters find a jewel or come to a deeper knowledge of Christ's love, we can rejoice with them. Even if it brings them out, even if it looks like, if, even if it puts me down, we can recognize that God loves them just as much as He loves us. I think it's a really neat concept, and I, don't, I hope I came across clearly. But let's close with a word of prayer. Our merciful Heavenly Father, we approach Your throne once again this morning. Thank You. Thank You, God, for coming down and dying on the cross for me, for my sins. Lord, but not only for my sins, but the sins of those that I relate with. Lord, help me to realize that. Help me to come to a deeper understanding of who You are, and therefore I can treat those who are around me in a better way. Lord, just be with us as we go out throughout the rest of the week. Be with the speakers. Help them to portray the love of You to us. Help us to grow in that love that You have for us in the knowledge of that love. We thank You and praise You. Thank You for the wonderful feeling of salvation and knowing that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and that someday we can eternally live with You. Help us to ever think about that goal. Lord, be with us as we go throughout the week. Pray that distractions would not come. Distractions, we know that Satan is his roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But he's also very subtle, Lord. I pray that we can focus fully on you and ignore those things that Satan might would have us think about that would draw our attention away from you. So we ask a blessing on each thing that we do this week. We thank you and praise you for being our God and loving us so much. We ask this all in the precious name of Jesus, for thine is the kingdom that's to come. Thine is the power that will get us there. And thine is the glory for now, while we're here on this earth, and it will be your glory forever and ever. Amen.